You're listening to episode 19 of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. My guests have found their own unique way to navigate through the distractions, the pressures, and the expectations of everyday life. And in the process, they've discovered the freedom to be truly themselves, to tune into their own heart, and to honor their own unique voice. I'll explore what motivates them, what challenges them, and what strategies help them work towards their goal in a way that nourishes their mind and body. I believe everyone has a story to share, and then we become a stronger community when we're able to listen and learn from those around us. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness, I'm a Chicago-based self-discovery mentor and Pilates instructor. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that it's not about perfection, but the process of becoming aligned. In this episode, I talked to Sapna Dalal, also known as the Veg Tourist. While working full-time, she's created an amazing blog called The Vegetarian Tourist where she shares her passion for delicious vegetarian food and international travel. It was so fun to talk to her and hear how she grew her audience from what started off as her friends and family to what at the moment is 15.6 thousand Instagram followers. Wow. <laughs> we also talk about how she built the courage to put herself out there and the opportunities that came because she chose to do so and what she's learned throughout this experience. I really appreciate her openness on these topics. Plus, she shares some of her favorite veggie-friendly restaurants and travel experiences. So stay tuned for that towards the end of the episode. Hi, Sapna. Thank you so much for taking the time to become, be on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me today. Thanks so much for having me. Yay. So Sapna and I met through our mutual friend, Erica Agrin, who I actually interviewed for season three. And as Sapna and I are talking, she hasn't had a chance to listen to it yet because it hasn't officially aired, but it will in the next week or two. But when I met Sapna, I had a chance to kind of see the evolution of her blog called The Vegetarian Tourist, which is so fantastic. And as a fellow vegetarian, I just love reading about your travels and all the different restaurants and places you get to explore. It's been it's been really cool watching the evolution of this. And I would love to learn more about how you combine your passion for food and travel to create a successful blog and an Instagram account that, when I looked the other day, has over 15,000 followers, which is crazy, Sapna. That's amazing. Thank you, you. Yeah. And you have you have a full-time job and a life and everything else. So it's just, it, it seems to have opened up so many possibilities, which I would love to hear more about. And I'd just love to kind of hear how you integrate it into, into your life, you know, to begin with, because it just seems like it has a lot of fun, but it, um, it's it's amazing how it's grown, which I think is really neat. So, but before we yeah. dive into all of that, would you mind telling all the listeners a little bit about yourself? And I know that's a big question, but that is <laughs> it is a big question. <laughs> um, sure. I, <clears throat> so I live in I live in downtown Chicago, and. I joke that by day I work in health technology and by night I'm a vegetarian traveler extraordinaire. <laughs> um, 
And yes, exactly what you said. I started my blog six years ago. And when I started it, I really wasn't quite sure about it. I was kind of nervous about it. I was like, I don't think anyone's going to read this besides my mom and my friends, (laughs) which was actually true in the beginning. Um, But I just put it out there. And actually, it was through the help of Erica, who really Mm -hmm. pushed me to um, just put the idea out there and just try it. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what, just try it for a year. If you don't like it, if it's not working for you, or you're just not feeling it, then that's fine. Yeah. But just try it. And I really give kudos to her for kind of giving me that extra little nudge that I needed. And yeah. she also offered to help me because she had just started her blog at the same time. So because Erica is my trusted friend, and I really admire her Mm -hmm. I was like okay you know what I'm going to take her advice I'm just going to try this and it was true when I started the blog really my only my mom and my friends read it um but I I was really amazed at the great feedback that I was getting from the people that did read it Mm -hmm. and I think that's what really fueled me to keep going Mm. um and so I I kept writing and I really found enjoyment in it it was really something new for me because I've never considered myself a writer. Um, And so it was a really fun journey. And then I would say about two years after I had launched the blog was when I finally started my Instagram account. Okay. I remember remember at the time I was like, Instagram, do I really need that? Like I have Facebook. (laughs) It's the same thing. (laughs) Thank God I did it. (laughs) I wish I would have started it earlier. Um, but through, it was really through Instagram that I feel is where I, quote unquote, took off in terms yeah. of finding, um, you know, being uh, noticed and yeah. people finding me. And um, I guess if you wanted to call that the part of the journey, you know, it was the blog started and then I started the Instagram account. And then it was after that. But now I've really taken off into a whole new direction I couldn't have ever imagined. That's amazing. Yeah, so what prompted you, like, what was inside of you that was like, I want to put a blog out there, I want to put this out there, and, like, how did you know what you were wanting to write, you know, what was, how was that speaking to you? Well, part of it is that I'm, I love international travel, that's just been part of who I've been probably my entire life, I just find such enjoyment and really love learning about different cultures and people and getting outside of my own comfort zone mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, well, wherever I am. And um, it, I just find like, it's just such a passion of mine. And mm. so that was part of it. But then also being vegetarian, it's not easy always to travel to other countries. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, there's nothing really like this out there. Maybe I'll just start this you know hey I was in Athens if you find Mm. yourself there you should definitely check out this restaurant I found this awesome dish or you know what I was I went to Vietnam and I was definitely not sure what I was going to eat there and I was blown away at how many vegetarian restaurants there were and just vegetarian options in general and that was not what I expected and so it was just a way to share um my findings from around the world. No, I love it. Cause I'll always, 
I'll always check your site, you know, as a vegetarian person, <laughs> just to be like, where's she going in Chicago lately? Because um, yeah. you kind of like, and I think, of, you know, Chicago is a wonderful city for having vegetarian options, but you do well, open my eyes. Like, for example, um, Tanta, if I'm saying that correctly, yeah. I, I yep. mistakenly assumed that they wouldn't have many vegetarian options. So I actually passed up an opportunity to go there once with friends because I'm like, oh, I don't think there's going to be anything for me there. And then I see that yeah. it looks like, you know, that you have these amazing photos from there. And so I love it because you just kind of open your people's eyes, I think, to wh what's there that we might not, you know, know about on our own. So now Tonto is actually such a great example because I had – just returned from a trip to Peru, actually. Mm -hmm. So now I felt I was an expert on vegetarian Peruvian food. Mm -hmm. And I was invited by Tancha to come in. And when I looked at their menu, I was like, well, there's not a lot of vegetarian yeah, options on here. I'm not sure what I'm going to eat. Mm -hmm. But the chef is amazing. And he came to the table and asked me, you know, mm. just some of the things I like, maybe things that I wouldn't prefer to have in there. Wow. And then he just sent out all these amazing, beautifully plated dishes. And I was blown away, not only because I had just returned from Peru and this tasted, you know, almost even better than what I had in Peru. Wow. But it was just that exactly what you said, Maureen, is that sometimes when you look at a menu, mm -hmm. you don't as a vegetarian, you don't think you can eat there. But then if you, you know, just mention that you're vegetarian, um, some of these restaurants can really go out of their way and create some of the best dishes. And what I find ironic is that usually when I'm with meat eaters, they're staring at my <laughs> plate and wanting to eat what I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as a, when I was a first, you know, I've gotten better at it over the years, but at first I just always assumed what's on the menu. So even if a salad had meat in it, okay, like yeah. I can't even ask them to get the, the meat out of the salad. Like I just wouldn't even ask people for that, you know, and now I'm much more likely. And I do think restaurants and places are much more um, accommodating, I think, in those ways. But I, you even yeah. also, your experiences in watching you, like you said, it, it opens my, my eyes to the possibilities. And it's so cool to hear that. It's so cool to see that happening and, and re, to watch you experience yeah. it. So that's so neat. So you Thank mentioned you. you mentioned that travel was a passion of yours from an early age, and I'd love to maybe take it back a little bit and explore Sapna as like a young child. Like, what were the things that you would get lost and absorbed in? Like something that you would do that you would just lose track of time. Um, does anything come to mind when I ask that question? There's two things I can think of. So yeah. one thing was coloring. I oh. loved to color when I was a kid. And I will say that I love now as being an adult, seeing all these adult coloring books coming back. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's funny because there is something about, it sounds so funny, but something in coloring, just you kind of get lost in it. And there's mm. almost something very therapeutic yeah, about it. Absolutely. And um, I have bought some of the adult coloring books, but I don't like the ones that are like super tiny detailed. Mm -hmm. I kind of like having the like big coloring strokes. So yeah. I find ones with like big pictures in them. Um, and then the other thing was I used to love riding my bike as Aww. a kid. And um, what's funny is that I've kind of almost come back to that side, but in a different way in terms of I love going to indoor cycling classes. Mm -hmm. And and it was funny because it was only maybe two years ago that I actually got back on a real bike. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Why have I not been doing it more? But truth be told, I'm just really scared of writing in downtown Chicago because it's the crazy drivers. Um, But just actually last week, I was out on the Lakeshore Pass on a divvy bike for the first time, which I'm beyond embarrassed to admit um, (laughs) that it's taken me this long (laughs) to get on a divvy bike. And so um, it's something I've like, found again in adulthood that I really enjoy because it's something I can just get totally lost in mm. like hours can go by on a, on a, a quote-unquote real bike um, and I really enjoy it yeah that's so neat well I guess the reason I asked that is because I've been trying to explore like if what we did at, for play when we were younger does that influence mm-hmm. the journey or the path or like if you were to look at what you got from those types of activities um what do you think they kind of impact they left on you that might have affected, you know, what you're doing now? Would you be able to define, um, think of something? I think it's about, about getting lost in the moment mm. and something you enjoy. Yeah. And it doesn't actually really matter what it is as long as it's something that you're having fun and enjoying where time doesn't matter. Yeah. It just, and those are, like those types of activities for myself personally is if I can keep finding those things and then, then I know that I found something that I truly love. Yeah. No, and I was watching your adventure on Instagram this past weekend, I guess. Was it with a, uh, when you were, was that just last weekend when you were on the, the Divi bike? And I was just thinking to myself yeah. like, oh, she is just what like a playful like outing she's having right now. Cause I think you guys, yeah. we're on the bikes you you did a bunch of things that day and I'm like ah oh, yeah. you know I wonder if that's just reminding of her her of her childhood <laughs> like just playing yeah. and being out and exploring and having a good time and it yeah. looked like so much fun <laughs> it was you know that was a really amazing day it was sponsored by Cliff Bar and they took us on a 12 hour all day outdoor adventure wow. and they didn't tell us anything about it they just said meet at this place at 6 a.m and we are taking you out for a day of fun just trust us it's going to be awesome <laughs> and and it was I mean first of all cliff bar so you knew it was going to be a great day yeah um but they took us uh kayak surfing and we were, we were supposed to do stand-up paddle boarding, which I was really excited about because I've actually never been. Yeah. But it um, that part got canceled because the waves were too rough for us oh. to have our lesson. Um, but we also did the five-mile bike ride on Lakeshore Pass, and we did a walk along the river walk. Oh. Um, we did a – it was awesome. We were in a 20-person canoe. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, which I've never seen before. We were joking that we felt like, you know, Vikings <laughs> coming down the river. Um, but we were we canoed from Lincoln Park all the way down to Navy Pier and then up through Streeterville in this area I had wow. actually never been in, in all the years that I've lived in Chicago. So it was just a really fun day. It was, first of all, a gorgeous August day, which we could not have gotten a better day for it. And it was just fun to like bring back almost like you're saying like that 
being a kid again, just being mm-hmm. outside and playing yeah. and not worrying. And what was great was somebody took care of all the details. Yeah. So we just had to show up and have fun. That's, that's even better <laughs> for sure, right? Even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what an honor to be included in such an awesome day like that. And yeah. it was just so fun. Well, it seems like that's the thing with you starting up this this blog and especially with the Instagram account, just the opportunities that have come your way. Yeah. Could you like, how did that evolution, how did that kind of start to unfold? Cause like, as you said, the beginning, the, maybe the blog, you had, you know, family and friends like reading and then the Instagram two years later, things really started to take off. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, how that unfolded. Sure. So I joined this group called the Chicago food bloggers, mm. uh, which now no longer exists, unfortunately, but what it was was really, it was just a directory of blogs in Chicago related to food. And this is where I really learned about how public relations and marketing and social media all come together. Um, so different PR companies or restaurants would reach out to the person that had run the Chicago Food Bloggers account and say, oh, we'd love to have 10 bloggers come in to check out our new fall menu. And so, you know, we'd have the opportunity to do fun things like that. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. And so that's as I cool. started going to more events, I was realizing, oh, okay, this is how this is starting to work in terms of PR companies. So I, I didn't do really any outreach actually for most hmm. of over the course of the years, I haven't done any outreach. Everything's been, has come to me, which hmm. has been really awesome. And so then I started developing my own relationships with different PR companies around Chicago. And so I'd be on their, what they call their media list. So when they have multiple clients, you know, they'll say, Hey, we just started working with this new restaurant. We'd love to invite you in, or we're having a pre-launch party before the restaurant opens next week. We'd love to have you and a guest join us to come check out, check out the restaurant. Um, so that's how, solely how those things started building um, in terms wow. of all the different opportunities. Wow. And so people were just like, you were developing your own relationships and then they would just be inviting you to their events mm-hmm. so that you could see what, what was going on. And then you'd be taking yeah. these amazing photos at these events, like, which it blows <laughs> yeah. me away. Like, was that, okay, so your photos are really great. Was that something you. that you practiced or that you honed over the years? Or, like, how did that develop? Was that an area of interest beforehand? No. Nah. So it's very interesting. The whole concept of the blog and in terms of writing and taking photos, I have never in my life considered myself a writer or a photographer, but it's been really awesome just from a personal standpoint to see the evolution of both of those refine like and take off over the years. And, you know, obviously it's something that you are constantly getting better at the more that you do. And so in terms of photography, I have never I've always loved photography, but I've never really had like a DSLR camera or any fancy equipment. And people are always amazed when I tell them all the pictures I take are just on my iPhone. Um, But it's something that has definitely just been refined over the years and something that I'm just getting better at 
and I really attribute a lot of that to just the community of other Instagrammers that I mm. see at all these events um, because I see the way that they're taking photos and then that inspires me to be creative and, you know, have different worries, uh, different ways of looking at it. So um, huh. I, it's just something that has kind of evolved over time. I haven't taken any classes that's or what I was ask. Yeah. done okay. anything special. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great because, I mean, I, yeah, you, they do look – yeah, it's amazing what you can do on an iPhone because they do turn yeah. out really nice. And, I, yeah. yeah, part of me was wondering, oh, maybe she's even, like, up the ante a little bit and, like, is, you know, maybe using more like, – like a fancy camera at this point or whatnot, but they're still on your iPhone and it's just yeah. figuring out how to use the settings, I guess, and how to approach – especially with food, I feel like that's a – and the lighting, I suppose, as well. So those yeah. were all, those all things you started to pay more attention to as time went on? Definitely. So now I'm like, oh, it's all about the lighting and, um, you know, and it's also an art in yeah. terms of, you know, you just start learning, okay, well, this angle just never usually works or, um, you know, for example, sometimes things like hummus just don't photograph well because they're, you know, it's just like one color right. unless they put, you know, different spices on top or done something to it. But you start to learn what's going to photograph well and what's not. So sometimes, you know, people are like, Oh, don't you want to take a picture of this? I'm like, yeah, no, that's just not going to look good. <laughs> um, and so I think a lot of it too has been just playing around with it and, I'll take a million pictures of the same thing mm. and then okay. I'll go through it and see which one is my favorite. But I, I will tell you, it's inevitably always the first one or the last one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I feel like it's always one of those two. So that, I'm glad you said that because there's a part of me that's like, she's just going and taking like a photo and then like moving on. So you're just, you're taking a <laughs> bunch of photos and then, and then like you just look yeah. through that batch of them. Okay. That makes more sense yeah. to me. If you scroll through my phone, it's mostly food. <laughs> For the pictures on my phone, there's mostly food and travel. <laughs> Love it. Now, yeah, honestly, part of me is like, is Sapna like out every single night of the week at this point? Or is it maybe <laughs> just like having photos to share? Like, how do you balance these opportunities that you're receiving? And maybe it's just because you're sharing them at different times. But um, I'm like, this girl yeah. seems to be out all the time. How does she balance right. it? <laughs> Is that, well, the, is that how it really is? I, I do get asked that a lot. And I will say in the beginning, when it's so novel, you say yes to everything, right? Because yeah. it sounds cool and whatever. Now I've definitely come to a place of finding much better balance mm -hmm. in terms of, um, you know, I could very easily spend every night out. and But that's just not how I want to spend my time. And it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and so... Now what I really do is say yes to the things that really excite me or something I've never done before, um, or maybe it's just a new place that's opening that I really wanted to try. Um, so I'm really trying to get better about where I spend my time and energy. And, hmm. you know, maybe at some point I'd love to have someone join the team because hmm. I definitely would love for someone else to start going to all these things that I get invited to that I just can't possibly go to on my own. Oh, that's amazing. Well, that was one of the yeah. questions I was thinking of asking is, um, is what are your, what are your plans for, for vegetarian tourists? Do you have, is it something that, 
you know, just out of curiosity, was it something that started off as a hobby in an area of interest? And did you ever imagine it growing as it did? Um, or did you have, like, plans? And, and how did that even evolve? Like, yeah, as you think about where yeah. it started and where maybe you wanted to go. Um, that's an awesome question because I think about it all the time. Okay. I, so when I started the blog, I think I started it at the right time in terms of that's when social media was really ramping up. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of, uh, I would say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. I haven't done really anything with Pinterest. Um, but the other three I'm on those three social media platforms. And I would say definitely my biggest one is Instagram. Um, when I started it, I had no idea, you know, I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't even know if I'm going to like it. Yeah. But as it started to grow and then I started seeing all these opportunities, I was like, okay, this is really awesome. I wonder if this is something I could do full time. Mm. And I think, I do think there's possibility in that. I just think that as of today, it's just such a saturated market out Mm. there and I have a great niche. You know, I have something very specific in terms of being vegetarian and traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, to be honest, don't know what the future holds. I'm trying to explore all these different opportunities that are coming my way and some of the different creative ideas that I have. Uh-huh. And so I think it's just trying to test the waters and see what works. And also give people, like, what they want to see. You know, I think that's my biggest thing. Like, I want to do something that I'm excited and passionate about, but that's useful to people, too. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's also always changing as social media and the world change, too. So, hmm. um, so to answer your question, I don't know where this is going. And I would like to see it continue to grow. And... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, that's exciting. No, because it sounds like you're just exploring yeah. the different possibilities within it. And yeah. I, I did notice, um, and I feel like I've noticed a lot of um, maybe bloggers or Instagrammers using that feature on, on Instagram and kind of asking people what they want to see more of and just mm-hmm. kind of getting to know your getting to know your audience more as well. So kind of making sure you're giving them what they want as well. And what, do, what have you been finding that people want more of from you I'm just curious well so it's funny one of the first there's a polling option on Instagram story and one of the first the very first poll I did was I asked would you like to see more food or travel pictures from me and it was like 56 to 44 percent which was not helpful (laughs) no not at all So I was like, okay, I guess that means both. <laughs> and then another poll I did maybe a couple months ago was, would you like to see more, in terms of vegetarian things, would you like to see more restaurants or just different cool new products that I'm finding? Mm. And then, so I had that as a poll, you know, two option poll. And then I said, if you want to see both, then send me a direct message and let me know. And I will say the poll results were a little bit higher leaning towards the restaurant. Okay. But then I had so many people that messaged me saying they want to see both that it almost kind of nullified the whole poll altogether. So I feel like my poll questions, maybe I'm just not asking them right, but they had not provided the insight I was looking for. They, we want it all. We want it all is what it's coming down to. Yeah. 
I think that's kind of the reaction that I'm getting is like people, I will say, I do feel that people are looking more for the restaurants. Yeah. They're looking for exactly what you said, Maureen, mm-hmm. which is here's a restaurant that I really didn't think I was going to be able to get, let alone anything vegetarian, but having really good vegetarian options. Yeah. I think people are really looking for those surprises out there and, or just great options. Um, and I think what's been interesting too, is that because vegetarianism is obviously clumped into the dietary restriction category, I've also been able to showcase great vegan and gluten-free things and restaurants as well. And so I, I have a lot of people that are always asking me for, Hey, I need vegan restaurant recommendations in Chicago or, hey, you know, I have a group that's going out and we have someone who's vegetarian and gluten-free and dairy-free. Do you have any recommendations on where we can go? And so I think I also get a lot of questions just related to any kind of dietary restriction. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like, yeah, because they do, they get clumped together. And often if a restaurant is vegetarian-friendly, they're also considerate of other dietary, you know, needs or maybe restrictions or whatever the case may be. So... Yeah, that's interesting. I, so people are – you're yeah. like a resource. You're, people are turning to you yeah. and asking you these questions, like, probably in real life. But, like, also, is, would that be, like, direct message, like, via Instagram yeah. and also through – okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of messages, direct messages on Instagram or with all those scenarios. Or I even have people saying, hey, I'm going to be in Jakarta. Do you have any recommendations? I was like, sorry, I haven't been there yet, yeah. but <laughs> – Want to make or, it there, yeah. Yeah, or, hey, I'm traveling to Boston next weekend. Do you have any recommendations? So wow. I get a lot of kind of across-the-board questions um, about vegetarianism, but then, like I said, even all the others. And I think mostly people are looking for restaurant recommendations. Yeah. that's Personally, that's why I love um, to see from when you're sharing those types of things. And, I, you know, you're actually – you did a – National Park. Was it Yellowstone that you went to? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was interesting because I, you know, did a National Park, but it was years ago. And I actually remember going into the restaurant that was there at the time. And they were, um, they had a very, very limited uh, vegetarian options and they wouldn't modify. It was actually one of the first places I asked if I could get something without the meat in it. And, and they like were like, no, we can't make that happen. I'm like, oh. And so it was kind of a terrible experience in a way. Um because it was this expensive meal and this, you know, really amazing um, environment. And so it was so refreshing. And so I was so excited to see you having the opposite experience. So it it comes back to, you know, for me, just seeing you, um, your needs are, your vegetarian needs are being met and they're just going above and beyond so often. And I just, I love the places that you don't expect. So maybe even national parks or where, uh, I don't know, gaming or fishing or those types of things might be very popular and it's like oh they're they're still they're still have a wide spectrum of people that they're meeting the needs to and yeah how did that experience unfold like how did that happen the the Yellowstone the the Yellowstone trip um so that was just such an awesome awesome thing Yellowstone has been one of the top like U.S. destinations that I've wanted to visit my entire life Mm. and it just has not worked out because I think when you think of Yellowstone, it just seems a little daunting to plan that trip. Yeah. You know, you don't know when's the good time to go and how, where do you fly into and how long do you need for a trip like that? And so 
it's just been sort of this elusive trip for me and just has never worked out. And so this was last summer, the summer of 2017. I was invited to an event that was hosted by uh, Yellowstone Country, which is the tourism board to the five counties. Um, three in Montana and then the two in uh, Wyoming that cover Yellowstone. Wow. And so it was just an event at, you know, at a restaurant actually just for like a happy hour. And I was really excited about it just because I was like excited to learn more about Yellowstone, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. Um, at that, I got to meet some of the great folks that do the PR and marketing for that area of the world. And after that event, maybe a week or two later, they reached out to me and said they would love to collaborate on a trip to Yellowstone. What? And I think my jaw dropped when I read that email. <laughs> wow. Like, let out this dream. And I was like, seriously? Like, this is like my dream come true. <gasps> and so um, that's how that trip came about. So they planned the six-day trip, and it was all expenses paid, and they did everything. And of course, they did above and beyond anything mm. I could have ever imagined. So we flew into Bozeman. We spent a day and a half in Bozeman checking out the area. We went on some beautiful hikes. And then we drove to Gardner, which is the northern entrance um, into Yellowstone Park. And we spent our first day in Yellowstone Park with a private tour guide, which if you ever go to Yellowstone, I highly, highly recommend hiring someone to take care of it for you because obviously everyone knows that Yellowstone's a massive place but it's just there are things that we did and had seen that I would have never been able to pick out on my own Mm. so to have an expert with you even for just one day and on your first day kind of gives you some insight into the park Um, and I just found that to be such an invaluable experience but um, anyway, so we spent a couple of days in Yellowstone and then ended up in West Yellowstone. Um, so on the, obviously on the western border of the park and then drove back up through um, Big Sky, Montana and that area that I'd always heard about but never been to. And then landed back in Bozeman to fly home to Chicago. Wow. And so that trip was just, I mean, unbelievable. And, it, you know, First of all, that area is just so gorgeous, but also it's just so unique. Like I've never been to anywhere like that, anywhere else in the world, actually. Um, So it's just amazing to see, you know, the geysers and the hot pot, mud pots and stuff like that. Oh, so cool. And that, and it all came about because you put out this idea, your, you know, your vegetarian tourist, you know, blog and the veg tourist Instagram account. And just by putting yourself out there. You're getting these yeah. invitations. It's amazing. That just it blows my mind in so many ways. Um, and obviously, you're sharing great resources for those of us who right. are following you. So now we have better guidance and better ideas of what's possible. But I, yeah, what I wonder, like, what what have you learned about yourself through this whole process, like of of going through the starting up of the blog and seeing it, you know, taking off and getting to have these amazing opportunities for yourself. I think the biggest thing is actually what you just said, which Mm. is just to put it out there. And I think sometimes we can all come up with really great ideas, but we're scared of what other people might think of us or if it's going to be rejected or, you know, what if it's just stupid? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I went through all of those emotions when I first hit the publish button on my blog post. And especially when I shared it, I remember I was so nervous the first time I was putting it out onto Facebook for really all my friends and family to see. I was so nervous because I was like, what if people think this is just stupid or they're like, this is, you're not a good writer. This is just dumb idea. And I was blown away with how many people were so supportive of it and thought it, you know, they're like, wow, you're a really good writer. And mm. this is awesome. And I had a lot of people who are vegetarian. They're like, why didn't I think of this first? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what I've really learned about myself is, you know, it's about, I guess, being vulnerable and putting mm. it out there and just consistently remembering to believe in like who you are and what you're doing. And really that it's a journey because like I said, I don't know what's going to come out of it. I never imagined being at the place I'm at, Okay. but I think just enjoying the ride and appreciating the journey because it is easy for sure to get caught up in, you know, comparing yourself to other people Mm. and well, this person has 50,000 followers. Why don't I have that? Mm. And, you know, sometimes when I get caught in those moments, I just have to take a step back and, be so grateful for all the awesome things that I do have. Mm. And that's how I get myself out of those kind of, you know, comparison traps yeah. every now and then. <laughs> yeah, no, because I think especially when you're on the, you know, in the social media world and like you hear so many people talking mm-hmm. about that, like some people, you know, kind of have to stay away from social media because it makes them feel bad mm-hmm. about themselves. And and then mm-hmm. even if you're someone like an influencer type of person, like it, I can only imagine like comparing yourself to the different numbers are out there. So I love that. So you just take some time to be grateful for what you have for your, you know, that you've created. And yeah, like, do you have to take a break from it? Cause you're very consistent too. I always wonder how you maintain that consistency. Is that something you just set a goal for yourself to do? Like, do you take a break at yeah. any points or how do you, how do you, how do you find time to maybe step away from it? Or, or are you comfortable enough just being on it most times? Um, I do take breaks from it from sure, for sure, because sometimes it, it just is too much. Mm. Um, the great thing is that because it's my own thing, yeah. like I'm not set to any schedule. So if I don't post for four <laughs> or five days, like it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> It'll yeah. still be there. <laughs> Nothing, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, and I think it is just finding a balance. And so actually going back to one of the questions you asked me earlier, which I don't think I answered, which mm. is, I do post content from previous things. So everything I post is clearly not like real time and live. And I purposely do that because I like to enjoy the moment. Like I definitely have never been someone who's posting live from anything because for me that takes away from where I'm at. Um, So everything I post is after, you know, maybe it might be like I had dinner and then, later that night when I come home, I'll post about it, but it's not usually in the moment. And I think that's what helps keep me more present too. Um, And also going back to you saying like, yeah, it looks like I could be out every single night, but really I'm not. (laughs) So maybe it is a little bit of a facade, but um, you no, know, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, 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 you have to take care. And I love that. Actually, I love to hear you say that, you know, because you want to be in the moment and present when you're there. Because yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Like, in the, I think that's kind of great because you can't really tell from looking at the Instagram account yeah. when you yeah. posted it because it's like we're all seeing it at the times we're seeing it. But right. so, yeah, you just take some time to take some photos and then you like sit down and enjoy your meal and are not on your phone. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I also like, for example, if let's say I go to a restaurant invites me and I'll take a bunch of pictures. Um, but what I really like to do is when I come home, like kind of synthesize the entire experience and meal. And for me, it's almost, it's storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. So I like to put together a more cohesive story. So if you were with me at the restaurant, you're like, oh, but wait, you took that picture at the end. How is that the first picture in your instant story? Well, that doesn't really matter, right? I'm telling a story. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what, you know, the, the sequence of events of when I took that picture. Um, so for me, it's more of a way of being able to put it all together. And it gives me some time to kind of like think about it too, um, on how I want to, you know, make the story unfold. Yeah. Yeah. And you can process it and absorb it for yourself yeah. and really appreciate yeah. those moments. Yeah. That right. Makes, yeah. Cause otherwise if I'm thinking about it and the terms that I might imagine it happening, like, you know, taking the photos, you know, being at the restaurant and maybe not enjoying the meal when it's hot is like imposing things or whatnot. Like yeah. that just seems overwhelming to me. So I love that yeah. you take, take this other approach. And that was something else I was going to ask. And granted you have, you said you figured out a way to, you know, even though you'd love to make the most of any opportunity that comes your way, you realize that you, you're not able to. And mm-hmm. like, how do you, I mean, cause you have a full-time job too. So how do you, how do you recharge your batteries? And because uh, it does seem like you're always on the go, even even though you might not be. But like, how do you take time to, to recharge your batteries and, and stay energized so that you can enjoy all of these opportunities that do come your way? Um, definitely the weekends. I take advantage of yeah. sometimes just doing nothing. And while I like to always have, you know, fun things going on, if it's personal or blog related or whatnot I definitely have my moments of like just needing some downtime and you know not being on my phone and just enjoying whatever it is I'm doing Mm. Um, I love obviously Chicago summer so I love to be outside and so you know there's a point where you realize like okay I could yeah I could be taking my phone out for the walk that I'm going to go on the lake but you know what I'm just going to go enjoy being in the moment not having to tell everybody what I'm doing every second of the day. And I think it's finding that balance for yourself. Mm. Um, Cause I do see people who showcase like every moment of their life and that's great if that works for you, but I'm, that's not who I am and you know, not who I want to be either. Um, I definitely like to keep a lot of my life personal also. Like it doesn't have to be broadcast all yeah. the time. Yeah. Okay. Just out of curiosity, would you consider yourself more of an extrovert or more of an introvert? You know, it's funny. I I feel like I'm definitely a mix of both. Like in many ways, I'm an extrovert in terms of like being out at social events and things like that. Um, And I find it almost ironic that I do have a blog and have a presence on social media because if you look, I don't really show myself. I know. I noticed (laughs) that. I like being behind the camera. I definitely do not like being in front of it. I find it so awkward (laughs) for me to be in front of the camera. Um, And so almost in that way, I'm definitely kind of an introvert. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. And and I'm okay with that. But I've definitely now had more people lately asking me on Instagram. They're like, we want to see more of you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to be in front of the camera. <laughs> I have noticed a few more, like, selfies and things. I'm like, yay, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, you know, sneaking in a couple more of those lately. But, very small amount. I mean, but <laughs> very, very, very small amount. But, you know, actually, like, talking to the – the camera I I don't know that's going to be part of the evolution journey yeah. process <laughs> yeah well no, you know I'll I'm go- okay with like slowly going that route but you know that for me is definitely going to be a big thing to like come out from behind the camera <laughs> yeah well I love it because you mentioned getting out of your comfort zone with the even the very beginning with the writing and um you know sharing I mean sharing your blog post for me I mean every time I put something out there it's like "Ah, I can't believe I'm doing this like who am I to be sharing this or posting this and there's definitely it stirs stuff up when you're putting out your the things that you you find interesting or that you've created to the world you know and maybe not the world might not be listening or reading but like you're watching but it's just it feels very vulnerable to be putting it out there and so I give you so much courage for so much credit I should, should say for having the courage to you know start this blog and to follow through with it and to keep it going and and to continue to see it grow because it's it's it is uncomfortable and breaking through those comfort zones like now the next step might be you know talking to the camera or you know that type of thing and (laughs) i love it (laughs) yes so like i said it's totally a journey who knows where it's going who knows maybe i'll end up having like my own tv show or something from this and then one day i'll look back on this and laugh being like i was scared to come out in front behind the camera (laughs) yeah like all the steps along the way, you know? And I think that's what's cool is I think a lot of times people see someone who has all these followers or whatnot, and they don't they don't realize maybe where it started and how they were scared to put out, you know? So I think it's really cool to get to see see the evolution and the small steps and how it, how it took place. So, yeah. It is. Yeah. I will say, too, one of the cool things is when I randomly meet someone who follows me and we don't know each other. Aww. And just how excited they get and they're like oh my god I love your pictures or you know what because of you I went to this restaurant I would have never gone otherwise but you like showcase some really awesome things and I think that feedback is so awesome and it's definitely what fuels me to keep going because I know in my own way I'm helping other people out oh I love that okay because I was just about to ask you what what's been the most rewarding part about doing all this would you would would you say that like just being able to connect with different people and and to have them come up and share like oh we explored something we wouldn't have thought we'd go out and see because of you is that would that be the most rewarding or would there be other things involved in that too Um, that's definitely one. I think just this whole, the the blog and the Instagram and all the opportunities and people that I've met from it. And when I, like I said, when I really take a moment and take a step back just to be, I'm just so incredibly grateful for all, everything that's come into my life Mm. because of it, because there are so many days where I'm like, there is no way this would have happened had I not started the blog. Yeah. And I just really try to always be grateful for everything because it is such a blessing. And 
so like I said, when I have my moments and get caught up and whatever, mm-hmm. I always take a step back and just take a moment to be grateful because I'm very fortunate. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I, I, <laughs> I have to ask you, do you have any personal favorite restaurants when it comes to vegetarian food in the city or outside of the city throughout the travels that you've experienced? Like, do you have any highlights that come to mind that you could share? Oh, that's a tough question, probably. Yeah, (laughs) that's a loaded question. Yeah, I know. Um, I know we talked about Tanta already, but it truly is just one of my absolute favorite places just because it's so unsuspecting in terms of having great vegetarian items, but it's just so flavorful and delicious. And there's so many different um, types of cuisine that have influenced Peruvian cuisine in terms of like Mm. Chinese and Japanese and things you wouldn't actually really expect. So you get all these different flavor profiles and I also love spicy food. So, Mm. you know, they can make it how spicy you want. And so that just really is one of my favorite places. I love the ambiance there. They have an awesome, very kind of chill rooftop. So it doesn't get crazy up there, which I really appreciate. Um, so I just, um, when people ask me like, what's one of your favorite restaurants? I always say Tonto. <laughs> I need to, I need to check them out. And seriously, I had looked at the menu online at one point. It was like, Ooh, I don't think it's going to have, have as much for me. So I, you have, I've got to get there. Like that's on my list now. Yeah, cool. you do. And what's awesome is because how much I kept going back, I became friends with like the general manager and the wait staff and then even the executive chef. And so wow. it's great because he would then, you know, he'd say, Hey, you know, I'm, I really want to start putting more vegetarian items on the menu. Like, why don't you come in? I want you to try some stuff and like help me figure out what to do. And so I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I I appreciate that about him too, because he's always refining and learning and evolving his skills and wanting to accommodate people that come in, you know, because I think most restaurants are always going to be faced now with someone who's either vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, has some kind of nut allergy or whatever. Mm -hmm, They mm -hmm. always have to be able to, you know, provide great food for people with different restrictions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's, I I mean, we've talked a lot about that. No, that's that's great. You know, I was going to say one more place I love, which is True Food Kitchen. Hmm. Um, Have you been there before? I haven't been there either. Okay. Okay. You'll definitely need to check that out. I always recommend that place because they have awesome vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options, but they also serve meat and fish. Okay. And so it's a great place for anyone because anybody can eat there. And they have multiple items in terms of any of those restrictions. And they're all really good. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I love that place. Fantastic. Okay. So – I'm curious, like, I know you're always looking for your next set of travels and places to go. Like, what's on the radar for you? What's on the radar for you um, for travel? Well, as of right now, I don't sadly have any international travels planned, but I'm hoping that'll change in the next couple of weeks. Ah. Um, but as far as domestic travel, I am going to New Orleans and Boston <sighs> in October. Oh. Um, so I'm looking forward to both of those for sure. Um, Are those... I've been to both. Okay. You've been to both already then. Okay. Yeah. How... Yeah. I haven't been to Boston in probably 20 years, so I'm excited to see how it's changed and 
um, you know, scope out some awesome restaurants there. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, let me, let me understand this. So if it, are these like things you are like, oh, I want to personally travel there. There's reasons for it, whether it's visiting friends or family, whatnot. But then are you, or do you have the intention of going and be like, I want to check out the restaurants. I want to explore the city. And that way I can also use it for my blog. Like how do, how do you balance those two things? I'm just curious. Like what's your intention or in, um, incentive when you go on these travels? Um, when I travel, obviously I'm eating, you know, vegetarian Yeah. wherever I go because mm-hmm. I am vegetarian. But I do like to, I you know, if I know, okay, listen, I'm going to New Orleans and I know there's like famous restaurants there or something I've seen like in a – eater guide or on tv or i've just from being on instagram and knowing a lot of foodies like everyone keeps talking about this one place i definitely have more of an inclination to want to go to some of those places um and check them out on my own got it and for me though it really depends on the type of trip i'm going on so for example i'm going on a girl's trip with six others um, to New Orleans. Okay. So in that instance, it might be a little bit tougher to like check out all the places I want to go. So, but I, what's ironic is that on any type of group trip, I'm always the default (laughs) person to make all the restaurant recommendations. Okay. (laughs) And reservations. Got it. So because of that, I was like, okay, well I've heard, I know that these three restaurants are like, you know, places I've wanted to try or people have recommended and my friends don't care. They're just like, as long as it's good and we trust you, yeah. um, that's how that comes about. Um, so I, I try to also be cognizant of where I'm at and who I'm with. You know, I don't want it to like overrun, like overrun our trip. Yeah. But I'll definitely, you know, take pictures. And sometimes I think half of the fun is just also being spontaneous and being in the moment. And, you know, hey, we stumbled upon this awesome bakery, yeah. which I didn't like research and you know, read all about, we just stumbled upon it. And hey, they had amazing croissants. Like if you find yourself in New Orleans, you got to go to this place. So I think, I think it's like finding the balance between the planned and then the unexpected too. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Cause sometimes those unexpected things are like the best finds ever. And you just, you, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can't plan for those types of things. So I love that your friends are like, of course you are. Of course you're the default planner and like restaurant. (laughs) I mean, that would be silly if you weren't. I don't know. So, okay. I know, but sometimes they'll say it's also a lot of pressure. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be good. What if it's not? Yeah. I don't want to feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I do try to do my research. And and it is funny for this trip to New Orleans coming up. um, Within our group of seven, there is one person who's gluten-free, one person who's dairy-free, and I'm vegetarian. (laughs) So we're a little bit of a tough crowd on this one. (laughs) So I had to find places that could accommodate all of us, which I was able to do. But um, I did ask out on on Instagram to my audience if, you know, people had suggestions. And I got a lot of great ideas back. And I said, you know, here's, Here's what you have to deal with. Keep this in mind. But I need restaurant recommendations that will be good for all of us to go to. So oh, I love we'll that. see how the, how the audience did on this one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that because then it's, all, it's like this give and take in some ways. Like you're – Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. <laughs> oh, that's really neat. Yeah. I, those are the pieces I kind of um, – because I'm not much of a social media user and I'm trying to get more comfortable um, using it. But – 
it seems like you've really kind of begun to create like a sense of community and this connection with your audience. Yeah. Yes. And it's great. I, I just never would have expected strangers to like follow everything I do yeah. and have insight and opinions on, you know, what I'm up to, but it's, it's really fun. I just, beyond anything I could have ever imagined six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of asked you this already, but like if you were, I mean, I know you got, you don't know where things are going to go and it's a journey, but um, you know, so part of the, you know, talking to people on the blog is around the blog on this podcast is like looking at people who are just growth minded and putting themselves out there in different ways and uh, learning and growing and discovering things about themselves, which is absolutely what you do. And if if you were to look ahead and like just like a year or so, like what do you imagine you yourself kind of learning and growing, or what are you inspired to to learn and grow? Even if it's just about yourself, it doesn't even have to be veg tourist necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think for me right now, it's really continuing to remind myself to ask mm. because you never know, and mm. to. And if you do get a no, to maybe come up with creative ideas on how to make something work. And so I'm, I'm definitely seeing myself get better, even though it's really scary sometimes mm-hmm. to just ask. And, you know, if someone says no, then that's also okay. And, um, and being okay with that also. So I think it's the journey and process of um, continuing to put myself out there and being creative in, mm. you know, making in ways to make things work also. Because sometimes when you do get a no, you're like, okay, well, if that's not going to work, then maybe we could try this route yeah. instead. And then, and then people are like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And then it might be even bigger and better than you imagined. So um, I'm learning how to do that. And I think in the next year, I'm also... I told you earlier that everything that I get is really, you know, inbound to me. Mm. I'd like to start doing more pitches out um, mm. and seeing what, what will come with that. I think partially what will come with that is some rejections, but then also, like I just said, might be things I could have never imagined doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to you even saying how like you don't know unless you ask. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's Which like, is really scary. It's really scary. Even just like <laughs> saying that out loud, like my stomach gets a little knot in it and I'm not even the one thinking of it. I mean, because it is. It's just yeah. there, there's that rejection and it's possible. But then there's also the possibility of amazing opportunities that you don't even know exist yet. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, just kind of, I guess the more you practice something, you kind of build up a resi- yeah. sense of resilience and um, ability to come up with those creative ideas and that I love, I love how you said that. It's just, okay, maybe that won't work. Maybe we can think about it in a different way. And even having that no encourages you to think in different ways about something. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, Sona, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and uh, hearing more about veg tourist or vegetarian tourist. And it's, and just getting to hear more of your story with it because it is like you look at social media and you don't you, you get a sense of the person but you don't get like the insides um of of what yeah. their what their journey with their um you know blog or instagram account has been so it's been really cool to to hear how you've been putting yourself out there creatively and all these opportunities have come your way 
I mean, that's really what I'm taking away from our conversation. And I just, I don't know, I find it really inspiring that you just never know what could come your way if you, when you put yourself out there. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing some of that story. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Maureen. It's been really fun talking to you. And I'm really honored that you chose to have me on your podcast. Aw, thanks, Sapna. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sapna as much as I did. I love her approach and the perspective she brings to her passion project, and I think the focus on it being a journey is so valuable. I think so often we can begin to believe that we'll be happy or successful when we meet some type of goal, when we lose the weight, when we get the promotion, when we graduate school, when we find a life partner. The list could go on and on, but life is not a series of races that we're running, and this is something I've had to learn and discover for myself. Sometimes it's just about getting started and seeing what unfolds and being open to the opportunities that come our way. And this can be scary and exhilarating at the same time. What about you? What did you find yourself thinking about and reflecting on after listening to this episode? Please share on my website at MaureenRyan.co. It's a new website, so please check that out. Or on my Instagram page, which is Maureen underscore Ryan underscore. There are a lot of Maureen Maureen Ryans out there, so my uh, handles have been a little unusual. So if you haven't already, please join the Becoming Aligned private Facebook community. This is something new I just started, and that's where I hope we keep, keep the conversation going and dive into how we can stay true to our path and our own personal journey, even when it's really scary to do so. So please check that out. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Wanted to pop in here one more time to share a big update. I'm launching the Becoming Aligned private mentorship program. It's a three-month program designed for those of us with people-pleasing and perfectionist tendencies who may be struggling underneath their armor of perfectionism and living a life that they feel disconnected from and that doesn't fill them up. I'll serve as your guide and mentor as you begin the journey to reconnect to your feelings and rediscover your truth so you can begin to take action and make choices in a way that truly aligns with your values and that feels purposeful and meaningful to you. Please check out my website for more information and to schedule a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to talk to you and share more about the program. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.